Welcome to Fandom and Wellness, a podcast about the complex relationship between fandom and mental health. Disclaimer, we are not psychiatrists or psychologists. We are just fangirls with a vested interest in mental health. I'm Arkita. I'm Jenny. And I'm Danielle. And this is our one-year anniversary episode. Yay! Oh my gosh. Yay! It's been a whole year. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. It's also obviously the end of a decade, huh. which is yes, which is a lot in itself. So, what were your favorite episodes of Phantom and Wellness that we've done? Hmm. Well, off the top of my head, the Matrix episode was my favorite one, probably. Uh, same. Which I've I've written like every single time I've done a post about it. I'm like, this is my favorite episode. <laughs> It's just so good and smart and... <laughs> yeah, Kale Keegan was the best possible guest to have on that episode. I did also enjoy that episode a lot listening to it. Yeah, we missed you. I'm course. sorry. No, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> um, this is how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we started doing a format where it would be either one of us and two guests or two of us and one guest. Um to be a little less overwhelming than having all three of us. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that, the episode was, it was just so good. It was uh, a, we rewatched the Matrix trilogy from a trans perspective. Yeah, it was insightful. It was funny. Like rewatching it was amazing because I forgot how good it was. And also- Oh yeah, it um, still holds up. Still holds up and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Um, oh yeah, number four is coming out. Mm-hmm. And how it, how making a, a Matrix movie in this day and age will change it as well. So that that'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, I also really liked the Unbreakable trilogy, even though it's a bad trilogy. Um, <laughs> I do not. Glass was a bad movie. We don't um, judge your taste. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge over here. <laughs> Pro- problematic um, favorites, okay? I, lo- I love that trilogy, but it's definitely problematic as hell. <laughs> fake, fake-ass superhero uh, trilogy. Um, was uh, It was really good to have Andrea on to talk about mental health and about specifically about, uh, DI- about DID because she really gave us a really interesting perspective and knowledge about it. Yeah, d- uh, Dr. Andrea Letamendi. Yes. Um, someone who I was very excited to have on our podcast. Uh, she she has done a lot of write-ups, especially recently, about different fandoms uh, and how they relate to mental illness So, and mental health. So I would definitely recommend looking up anything that she has done. Like, we could have her as a guest every, like, almost every yeah, if, episode. Yeah, if she wasn't incredibly busy, then we definitely could <laughs> Every single episode. <laughs> yeah. She would just always have something insightful to say. Yeah. Arkita, what is your favorite? So it's hard to narrow them down because like I really love doing this with you guys. But Aww. I have two favorites. <laughs> and one was one of our early episodes when we did Into the Spider-Verse. That's a throwback. Because, yeah, a throwback. That I don't know, Into the Spider-Verse. Like you said, it was like a love letter to New York City, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that movie. And it was one of my first times, like really getting fully introduced to like the Miles Morales character, him being from Brooklyn, me being from Brooklyn, and all, and like really seeing a superhero movie that gets representation and gets 
not only black but afro latino representation as well and i don't know it, it it's a heartwarming touching movie and i loved seeing this kind of superhero movie versus some of the other ones that have come out over the last years i don't know but this this was one of my favorites and then the other one yeah and i i really loved having uh darius prince on as i yes, guess yes that was fun <laughs> he's a riot was, he yeah. was uh, i think that was one of our longest episodes it was so long oh my god was- what a nightmare to edit <laughs> our episodes have probably cut in half since uh there was a lot to unpack in that movie like <laughs> and a lot of tangents to cut out <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was but, your other favorite? Um, I'm sorry. Neither of you were on that one, but it was the That's cosplay okay. episode it was good. with Rachel and Geisha V. Just because, I mean, come on. Cos- I just I love cosplay so much. I've already started playing out 2020 cosplays and designs. It's all in my head. I have to schedule how I'm going to f- manage to make all of these. But the cosplay episode was really fun and insightful into like, how different people, like, have come to love and enjoy the world and community of cosplay. And it's always been a fun world for me. I've, I try to avoid a lot of the negativity in cosplay. So that one is good. Yeah. Yeah. Both of the episodes that you two individually did with two guests were really, really great. They were, they were very like emotionally impactful and insightful and really, really funny at the same time. I really love getting other people's perspective on how they are part of the community, of the geek community, because everyone experiences it differently, and it really gives you an idea of how amazing how big it is, yeah. how big it is, how amazing it is, how diverse it is. But yeah, um, I I also really, I'm. It's not necessarily that these are two of my favorites, uh, but I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the grief episode because it was a different format than we normally do. Mm-hmm. Like we normally, I feel like, focus on one either movie or show and talk about uh, mental health aspects within that. But the grief one, we talked about grief as a topic and incorporated different movies from Pixar. So I thought it was a really interesting conversation. And then I liked the Dark Phoenix episode because we were basically just shitting on the movie the whole time. <laughs> I did enjoy that too. It was funny. You know, yeah, that it was, was fun. It was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> there was a lot of issues within that movie. <laughs> yeah, I also enjoyed the Harry Potter one because I think that was like the first one that was just the three of us, other than the original episode. Yes. Are you sure? I, perhaps. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> Uh, what do you expect me to do know my own catalog (laughs) yeah i mean so jenny does all of the editing which is a lot of work um which is why we have a patreon if you want to subscribe um (laughs) (laughs) uh, all of that goes to jenny um is there any other favorites or should we move on oh if there's no other favorites what episodes do you want to do in the future Steven Universe, which I have said a million times, obviously. Uh, if you've listened to our podcast, I'm not going to summarize why we need to do Steven Universe because I've said it a bunch of times. So yeah. That's okay. Um, also, Bojack Horseman. Do either of you watch Bojack? No. Ooh. It looks a little depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every person I see posted about it is like, I'm crying. It's sad. And I'm like, I don't know if I can put myself through that. My life's already sad. It's very real. The last season comes uh, comes out at the end of January, 
Okay. So I would w- wait a little bit to do it. Um, I would also I also want to do a true crime episode mm-hmm. because it's such like it's such a big thing. Like it's its own fandom base. I know you love true crime, Jenny. It's interesting because we'll talk more about it if we do a true crime episode. But like, I only recently yeah, got into true crime like a year or two ago, um, and there's like it's very interesting to kind of dissect why people like true crime. Um, because I got in through it through a comedic podcast, so like mm-hmm. that kind of like cut through the like barrage of darkness that true crime can be. Um, but I kind of started it started my love of true crime evolved from there. So it's definitely an interesting topic that we can address. God, I think I started liking true crime when I was like a little kid watching Unsolved Mysteries. Um, and my mom, my mom loved true crime. It's just like, it's so funny, like just how many like, not to stereotype, but how many women love true crime and how many like generations of women love true crime <laughs> and how many memes there are about women who love true crime. <laughs> I think it would actually be interesting to see if there are any men who like true crime and like why they like true crime. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they are. It's just, I like the overlap like, they, will be interesting. I wonder if yeah. there are different reasons because. Oh, maybe, maybe so they're often, learning how to kill. With, no, I'm just kidding. No, just But anyway, uh, I'd also like to do more episodes that focus on like the experience of small businesses mm-hmm. because I know that a lot of small business owners struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. Arkita, what about you? So, so I've been saying this forever. Um, definitely Lower Olympus because I just finished the last oh, the next episode is supposed to come out today, and I'm like, I need it, I need it, I need it, just because I, I'm really loving it so much. And then I recently went to see Hades Town a few weeks ago. Amazing. I recommend seeing it enter the lottery because tickets are so expensive. Um, Laura Olympus is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. The t- not even just the part of telling Hades and Persephone's relationship within each other. It's like the support group that Persephone gets from Eros after um, yes. she's she's essentially... Yeah, no, 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 she, no, 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 don't know, say what happens. Okay, what happens. I won't say it. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but like... It's her trying to regain agency of herself and her body and her mind, like, cause for so long she's been, she feels like all of her choices have been made for her. And I, I really love that about this. And it's like a book, it's a series that so many people can relate to. And also, if you like romance, you should definitely read it as well. So there's so many things. I'm sorry. I don't want to spoil it because I really want to do an episode on it. So please go read that. I mean, we obviously normally talk about spoilers in our, episodes the only reason i just interrupted you by saying don't spoil it is because lore olympus specifically is a web comic that you can read the whole thing by the time we do an episode on it right yes because because I, I read the whole thing in one day right yeah so. I, I like reread <laughs> the whole thing in one day too yeah. like, I mean, it's not like yeah so i i won't say anything because thank you for catching me uh, like, yeah, there's sorry. a couple <laughs> other the only episodes. reason i did that i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay but like there's a couple other things that i would i would love to do an episode on fashion and film because I love costume design and I just want to talk about like how things are made and why things are made and why certain characters get what they have and why do women have to be half naked? What the heck's <laughs> up with that? Empowerment to everyone, but not every single lady has to show all of her boobs. Um, yeah, but- sometimes they can show out their butt. Exactly. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nice. That's actually uh- a very interesting um, topic for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Maybe I can ask Jane to be on that episode. Yeah. Me. Yeah, that would be fun. And then the very last one, because I could continue going on, would be toxic fandoms and how to navigate yes. that. Because yes. there can be some things said on those eboards that are just like unnecessarily cruel and hurtful. And fandom is something that's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to make you feel put down or hurt. And I just, I feel like sometimes people need to step back and see what they're writing from the screen. But also like as the person that's been on the receiving end, you have to step back and think, is it even worth it? Because I've had so many times where I'm like, do I even want to be part of XY fandom if it's going to make me feel like that? And Honestly, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's and how I ended up being part of Geek Girl Brunch in Star Wars because for so long, the Star Wars fandom mm-hmm. had been such a group of toxic fanboys. And for I was like, so I'm long. not going to... I was like, I refused to... I'd always wanted to see it and I refused to ever watch it. And then a few years ago, when I joined Geek Girl Brunch, I was like, oh my god, these are girls that are really nice, that are really cool, that really like Star Wars. I'm going to give it a shot. And now I just hang out with girls or anyone else that's not a toxic fanboy when it comes to Star Wars can't deal with them. <laughs> yeah. Our next episode is going to be on Star Wars. Um, th- yeah. is, it just, is it just Rise of Skywalker or is it the new trilogy? That's a good question because um, it'll probably be like a mix of both. Yeah, but there's mainly- no way to avoid talking about the entire trilogy. Yeah. Um. So I would probably say focus on Rise of Skywalker with references to the previous two. Okay. Yeah. Um. But it's I. It's like it's almost gonna be as if we need to do two separate episodes on just like one on that and one on toxic Star Wars fan void tears. But we'll we'll <laughs> mix it all together. <laughs> As we like, do. I, I just started. Uh, I just st- watched the last. Um, well, I guess it's still playing. It's still airing. But Rick and Morty is like I find it. It's it's extremely funny in a lot of ways. Kind of most a lot a lot gross too, which I kind of don't mm-hmm. like. But it's still funny. But and I I avoid the fandom completely because there's no point to um, engaging in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's. That's a horrible fandom. Yeah, like it's. I I agree. I like. I I think the episodes are like kind of funny, but like I saw a meme once that was like it was like a picture of Rick and it was like everybody wants to be Rick, and then a picture of Morty and it's like, but every yeah. Rick and Morty fan is actually Morty. <laughs> and like <laughs> and I was like, that's accurate. But also, why the fuck would anyone want to be Rick? He's a you know what's gross, interesting though is that alcoholic- I feel abusive asshole right i saw a meme about that too what were you saying jenny it's interesting because in this last season i feel like they've had it's a direct reaction to the fandom because they're super anti like even rick who is a terrible terrible person you see him like having lines and being like anti-nazi you would think that's a line that you wouldn't cross but whatever um (laughs) anti-nazi like there's moral lines that he won't cross that uh, that i I feel like throughout the show like that it's just right but it feels it feels like it feels like a direct response to the fandom which is i love it a lot (laughs) um that's good uh, but for me, what episodes I want to do in the future are definitely The Good Place. Um, mm-hmm. One, because I've mentioned before, I think, because of the portrayal of anxiety um, mm-hmm. in it. But also, I think 
the question of morality is a, a very interesting one. And yes, definitely. I think part of people's anxiety and depression and like their people's ideas of how they what what role they play in the universe and with other people plays a very important part in their mental health um and they address that a lot so if i'm sure people feel depressed or anxious when they are not um being the best person they can be or when they have made mistakes and feel maybe feel like They've made mistakes that can't be overcome or forgiven or whatever. So it's, I think it's a very interesting topic we can uh, talk about once it ends. Yeah. Uh, Jamila is literally my favorite person She's great. to follow on Twitter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. 100% yes. She is uh, my idol. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is when she told she, – she was basically like, I hope you celebrities and like Instagram models shit yourselves. <laughs> from, the, from the diarrhea tea, the the getting rid of all your toxins tea. Um, uh, so yeah. funny. I can just I can do a whole episode on why her as a person is she's just one of the best people on earth. Yeah. But and also and also Daredevil because um, I feel like that's actually a good episode for Andrea to be on because if she's seen it because um, in the last season we explore. Bullseye's or Benjamin Point Dexter's um, childhood and life and the ways in which he's manipulated by Fisk. And it's really interesting because he has borderline personality disorder, I believe, in the season, in season three. And um, I wonder how, it's really interesting to see the portrayal of it, but I wonder how accurate it is. Um, so I think that would be a really interesting episode to do. Yeah, that that yeah, that reminds me of the other episode that I really, really wanted to do. I wanted to do an episode on borderline personality disorder with examples from Crazy Ex Girlfriend and Fleabag. Oh. I think I mean we could probably if we don't do a whole episode on Daredevil, we could probably just do one on borderline and have include those three examples, maybe. Yeah, and the representation because that's uh borderline is a highly stigmatized mm-hmm. mental disorder yep um and i like the portrayals on those two shows i actually did not watch the season with bullseye but if we do that episode i will okay Um, i watched the first two seasons okay cool so um in addition to these this reflection and um ideas for the future about our podcast specifically i also wanted to kind of do a reflection on ourselves and our goals and our ideas and also like do a positive one. So I found this um, article on psychology today called 20 enjoyable end of year review questions. Um, and I'll, I'll probably put a link to it in the show notes or on social media that I wanted to kind of like have a positive reflection of how we've been doing this year and what we can do in the future. Um, Sounds so, great, Jenny. Yay! So what was like a new discovery you made this year that you loved? Okay, you go first. Um, well, it's more of a rediscovery for me because before this, I didn't draw as much as I would have liked to. And this year, I started not only drawing again, not just fashion illustration, but I also picked up painting nice. or re-picked up painting and working with watercolor. And I have to shout out my friend Monique for being the one to like- Oh my gosh, so good. 
help me organize this and like recommend paints and brushes and whatnot to me because I found that it is very fun. Not only is it fun, but it's therapeutic and it's also like I'm not good at it. Like I don't think I've painted or touched a paint tr- paintbrush outside of like painting something for cosplay in at least a decade. So it it's nice like relearning this skill that I that I pretty much forgotten and it's just something I want to work to get better at. And it's like helped me kind of understand what my art style is because it's a new medium for me that I've I've done it before, but it's been so long. It's basically new again. So it's like a new medium that I'm trying to learn. And I've just like been taking this as the year for me learning new things and like getting in touch with my creative sides more. Yeah, I, I've loved seeing um, all your posts in your Instagram stories on Classy Rebel Design. Yeah, I've loved seeing like how much you've like, grown with all of your designs and everything like that and your progress and just like how proud of yourself you are whenever you're posting them. And I know it's hard for you with imposter syndrome and everything. Um, and also just wanted to say like, if anyone wants to follow Monique, her Instagram is Monique Steel Art. Yes. Is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Maybe I just follow her personal one. Oh yeah, her her personal account is like every single thing is a model shot, even though she's technically not a model. And it's like, I was like, uh, please model for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but her, uh, she is such Hilarious. an amazing. I mean, she's not. Is she technically a fashion illustrator? Well, she did study illustration, but not fashion. Okay, well, her fashion illustration stuff is incredible. Like the way that she draws fabric and paints fabric is just it's just so lively and amazing yeah yeah jenny what about you um new discovery well i discovered a xbox 360 in my basement and so i started to i i bought some just dance (laughs) um (laughs) video games and i've started doing that to to exercise and it's probably the most effective way to make me exercise because I am very competitive one and um it's they make you feel like you're good at dancing even if you're not um and it's just <laughs> and it's just fun um so that's been really enjoyable for me personally one other thing is that I really um I discovered the podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle where they solve riddles and also they're uh improv comedians so they do improv scenes and they're the funniest people ever and it's it makes me laugh on the train um <laughs> and it's so it's so funny and enjoyable and I'm going to see them live next year and it's going to be great. All right. Aww. I love how much you love going to live podcast recordings. It's great. It's like <laughs> It's like you're surrounded by other people who love podcasts and you're staring at mm-hmm. someone talking and it's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. Um, yeah, and also like podcast is a free medium for most, mm-hmm. the most part. So it's just like, it's a nice thing to go out and support. Mm-hmm. And they, um, us- they usually need the support because they're podcasters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so mine is, so it's... <laughs> I don't know if it's a new discovery, but it's whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, like, I've been into true crime my whole life, like mm-hmm. I said, but usually it's always been stories and podcasts and whatnot that are about like serial killers or mm-hmm. um, just stories that kind of make it out that like 
you know, like the victim is like a super badass and the murderer is like a total monster, which I'm not saying is wrong, but those type of stories sometimes make it seem as if like the police are like all heroic and all good. So this year I started listening to more podcasts like Wrongful Conviction, which shows how like how many innocent people are actually in our prison system mm-hmm. and how like just like messed up that whole system is and how like podcasts that podcasts and shows that show the previous narrative that I was interested in can actually like sway you if you are on a jury to believe that like all confessions are like real and definite when in reality a lot of confessions are actually false and coerced Mm -hmm. and also like they help you or they they encourage you to believe that like police are always on your side when in reality like if you are ever being interrogated for something that you didn't do you should not be giving the police any information you should just be saying your name and that you are requesting a lawyer because a lot of times innocent people will just like sing like a canary because like you'd know you didn't do anything and you'll be willing to wave your Miranda rights and you'll be willing to like do a, a poly test and everything like that because you want to get out of there really fast. And they like in that type of situation, law enforcement is not on your side. Right. They're just trying to like solve a case. Yeah. So in a lot of like TV shows, you'll see people, if they ask for a lawyer, they're automatically guilty of something when really that should be just the norm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I really, I really love um, wrongful conviction and like these other types of podcasts, because they are, they're showing what, what it's like, what it's what's really happening now, and how many people are like in our prison system for like petty crimes, like, like petty drug crimes, or like are in prison for like 30 years for a crime they didn't even commit. Right. I've become like extremely passionate about like the innocence project this year whereas cool. like previously i was like kind of passionate about it but th- now i'm like <laughs> now i'm like i want to donate all of my money <laughs> uh i think that's like an addiction you have <laughs> to just like giving your money away to- <laughs> yeah i have almost no money and i am like always like yeah i think uh, you're right <laughs> I, think it's a- I think it's kind of a problem <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Oh my god. Okay, so- If I had a lot of money, I would still have no money because I'd be like, oh my god. Take all my money! Anyway, so next question. Uh, what is, what is one of the biggest pleasant surprises you've experienced during the year? Um, I can go first. Um, I cosplayed at New York Comic Con basically for the first time. Um, I did, um, a Gerard Way before I knew they were back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you um, met Travi McCoy in that outfit I, and yes. he recognized you. It was or so recognized funny. that you were Gerard Way. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to call you out. What? what? That is not true. You cosplayed as someone from your favorite podcast at Dragon Con. I did. I did. Um, but that was that was such a fun experience. Uh, Travis McCoy from Gym Class Heroes. If no one, if people don't know, I'm um, in love with him. <laughs> I had no idea who this was, but it's both of you posted pictures with him, and you both looked so happy that <laughs> I was just so happy for you. <laughs> it was just uh, such an amazing coincidence, and um, when people recognized me, they were they were full of joy about it. So it was it made me happy. 
Um, I also did a, like a super casual Iron Man, which of course I have to. Um, but it was a lot you of fun. You looked very good. Um, and I would have done the handler from uh, Umbrella Academy if um, if I didn't look so bad in a tiny <laughs> white wig. Um, but uh, <laughs> but maybe next year um, when I find the right wig. But that was that was a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. but you also think you looked bad in that little elf hat, and you looked so cute. What elf hat? I. <laughs> I want to see this elf hat. For my Adventure Zone uh, cosplay, I did have a hat that I didn't want to wear. Because my friend she didn't think she looked cute, and she looked so cute. My friend says I have a hat complex, because I don't think I look good in any hats. Uh, I guess I do have a hat complex. (laughs) If I have a giving away my money complex, you have a hat complex. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I want to stress again, I own a small business, and I make... Less than anyone who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's, I know! Okay. It's a problem, Danielle! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alright, what about you, Danielle? Okay, I'll actually say a twofold one. Mine is that I'm a Hufflepuff and not a Gryffindor. Uh, that was a that was a fun surprise. I was wrong. Uh, and I, was hap- I was happy that I was wrong because I know enough Hufflepuffs to know how great Hufflepuffs are. And I was like... So I wasn't like, oh no, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I was like, I get to be Team Jenny. <laughs> Team Lena. Nice. Wow, I'm the outcast now. <laughs> it's it's okay. okay. Maybe one day. No, you're forever Ravenclaw. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, it's too late. But my sorority paddle says Ravenclaw on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So, that was, so like, just uh, I really enjoy looking at the Hogwarts house is kind of like a Myers-Briggs test and Mm -hmm. getting to know a bit more of my personality, like in that sense and connecting with people more in that way. Um, Cool. It's super fun. Uh, Also as the twofold, I really enjoy that when JK Rowling's just said that real turfy (laughs) shit, the the fandom basically was just like, you go in the trash. (laughs) Like, basically no one other than other stupid-ass British celebrities uh, defended her. Mm-hmm. Everyone I know, like, even people I didn't expect were like, bye! <laughs> and it's yeah. because, like, I mean, she's she's been doing turfy things for a while now. But it's never so been it's, this so explicit it's frust- either. So it's frustrating that, like, people have kind of been like, eh, I don't know. But yeah, now that she's at least explicitly said it, everyone is like, <laughs> "Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye." <laughs> so and I'm pretty proud. Of, fish. I'm proud of the community for being like, "No, <laughs> no, no." <laughs> um. So. What about you? Well, I will say this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know if a pleasant surprise is good because it sounds like, "Oh, it's a mistake," but I'm happy with it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be technically a surprise. I asked you to be on it, and then like a week later, it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you know, doing this is it's really fun, and I I'm I think speaking has helped me in a lot of ways, and I feel I feel much more comfortable doing it. And one of my favorite things is when we have like our live episodes. Because doing our live panel at AwesomeCon and DragonCon, those were like two of the most fun experiences I've ever had at conventions. Like nothing tops that feeling. Like, I don't know. That that's fun. And getting to do that with you both is it's amazing. 
So Aww. even when we randomly get extra guests on our panel, it's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! By the <laughs> way, oh, here you go. Oh god. Um, By the way, um, on the um, when I brought it up to the podcast director on Discord, on Discord, um, one of the extra guests was on the Discord as well, and she's like, "Whoops, <laughs> sorry. Hope it was okay." <laughs> Also, one of the guests that they added didn't show up to our panel. Right? Like what the that fuck? was so. What the fuck? Whatever doesn't. And it's okay. <laughs> we'll, yeah. I guess we'll see who they add next year. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh... <laughs> and pleasant. It'll be another big pleasant surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arkita, as a as a as a Ravenclaw, how has like this panel and doing or this panel this podcast. And live panel has been for you, like opening up and expressing your emotions. <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to call her out. When I said that. You call me I out just, as a Ravenclaw and a Libra. I just, uh, <laughs> I usually tend to only like exude positive emotions, and I feel like having this somewhat has been like an outlet for me to like be able to like process other emotions that I'm feeling because for so long my Ravenclaw Libra has just been like show no emotion you know conceal mm-hmm. don't feel <laughs> hide it all away and now I'm like yeah. you know what let like if I have to be open about this and talk about my like that's the whole point of this podcast is for people to understand that mental health it's okay to have all of the whatever issue it is that you have have and it's not okay that society treats you as an outcast and we are here as a community. So like, let my, P- well, I'm not saying let my PTSD run free. Keep that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, it's okay that I'm open about it. And I talk about these things and I'm able to talk about my anxiety. And I forgot the question. Where was I going with this? As a Ravenclaw, as a Ravenclaw. You did wonderful. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain wonderful. is all over the place. But as a That's Ravenclaw, okay. I feel like I'm, I'm making... I'm trying to make make less calculated decisions and overthink things because, you know, it, sometimes it's okay to just feel, and I feel like I'm, it's very hard for me to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm working mm-hmm. on that now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm proud of you. Uh, so, what achievements are you most proud of from this year? Um, this podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and so th- this podcast and and speaking on panels. Um, I mean, something about this podcast is um, that basically, like, it, it's really hard to work with other people, uh, especially people that you are close friends with. Uh, I, you know, I, I've owned my own business for the past, uh, God, I don't know, eight or nine years at this point. So, like, I have not, I'm like a hermit. I don't work with anyone <laughs> ever. So, <laughs> like, I just don't, like, on a daily basis, I interact with my dogs and mm-hmm. now my husband and people online. So it's I mean, like it's you very still interact sh- with people, even if it's online. You still have to work with them. I like, know. Yeah. I, well, I said end people online, but um, yeah. But the people I work with online are not. They don't necessarily affect my decision making on how I'm running my company. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, I ha- like I do sometimes have to shift my perspective and be like, okay, I need to like respond to things in a different manner or like whatever but i mean like working with the two of you on the podcast means we have to be paying attention to how each other are, are feeling at all times mm-hmm. and how we're responding to each other and 
like, like Akita and I work are just, we're opposite in how we work. We just are. And so like this podcast like helps me understand that like not everyone is going to approach everything in the same way as me. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. And at the end of the day, we still love each other. And sometimes we just need to give each other a little bit of space and then come back to a project. Mm -hmm. Basically. Um, Also, it's just like, it's nice um, to have a platform to be really open on that people are relating to. Um, I know that I, I like bottled up all of my feelings for the first like 26 years of my life. And then, and then finally started to talking openly about things. And now I can't stop talking openly about things. Um, <laughs> it just falls out of your mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's kind of the same with the, with panels, like, uh, public speaking is super scary, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and you don't always feel like you deserve to be the one doing it. You're kind of like, why am I the one on this panel? Mm-hmm. But I guess kind of like, why is anyone the one on that panel? Right. Because everyone has something to say. Mm-hmm. So. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm like, why am I not on that panel? I deserve hell to be yes. on this panel. Hell yes, hell yes, Jenny, hell yes, Jenny. <laughs> If Jenny was on every panel, I, that would make me want to go much more. Ah, I'm just kidding. Um, I am not kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's been an amazing journey um, because it's hard to start things, right? It's very hard to start things. Um, and to keep them going is also very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've co- accomplished a lot this year with this podcast. Yeah, there's been several times, admittedly, throughout the year that I've been like, uh, I feel like maybe I should take a step back and like, maybe not do this anymore and find like a replacement. Um, But we have done things that have made it so it's easier on the three of us, like Mm -hmm. the episodes where sometimes one of us aren't on. Right. Like with a guest, it helps to give another one of us a break if we need a break that week, which is really nice. Um, and then I feel like we come back a little bit more like, uh, rejuvenize, rejuvenize? Is that a word? Rejuvenated. Re- rejuvenated. <laughs> rejuvenated. <laughs> Sorry. I said we come back more like rejuvenated and e- every time it happens, I'm like, oh my God, I love talking to Jenny and Arkita so much. Like they're so sweet and fun. Like they're my favorite people in the world. <laughs> so like without yeah. a doubt, it happens every single time. So yeah. Um, it's just, it comes with a lot of work sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the only thing that, like, can make it hard. Yes. Uh, for me personally, I, so one of the achievements I'm proud of actually is that I've been going on a couple of dates, um, this <laughs> year at the behest of my therapist because basically I was like I need to reach a certain weight, I need to reach a certain look before mm-hmm. I feel comfortable dating. Jenny and is so beautiful, it's absurd. Anyway. Jenny's and gorgeous. And my therapist is like you're gonna be waiting forever because you're never gonna f- like, like be the ideal person you want to be and why not start dating and then still try and reach that goal. But also, maybe it'll happen before you reach that goal, you know? Um, yeah. So I've been... It's hard. It's very, very hard oh, yes. to be like, I'm okay. This is fine. 
I'm fine. People will want to date me. Um, but I've been able to push myself and, um, it's also very, not only is it hard to get started, like I said, for the podcast, it's hard to get, uh, continued dating when you have rejection, but part of it is also doing it so much that rejection is just, one, you get rejected enough that it's just normal, and two, you do hit on a success eventually. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you and I have also talked about, um, like, but, like before, before Ben, I was single for, like, for, for forever. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I know you and I also talked about just, like, dating is time-consuming. Yep. And, like, just, like, getting yourself to be willing to commit to going on a date with someone that it might not work out with. It's just like, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of anxiety. It's like, why am I even doing this when I could just be doing this other thing instead? <laughs> so have you talked to your therapist about that aspect? Yeah. Um, and that's where the, like, you will have a 0% chance of yep. finding a boyfriend <laughs> if you don't look for one. And yep. A higher percentage if you do try to look for one. So, yes. and I hate that whole thing where people are always like, "Oh, I found this person exactly at the moment I stopped looking." Like, that's not like no. so many people say that, and I'm like, "That's not true." Yeah, <laughs> it might be true for you, but it's not that that for every single body. You can't keep telling people like, "Just stop looking," and that person will show up because. People yeah, come together in so many different ways that it's not like, oh, I'm not looking, so I'm being carefree and whimsy, and I'm a pixie walking through the woods, and there was a sky. <laughs> Unless he's the fucking mailman, he's not gonna, he's not gonna find me in my house. My my old roommate used to joke that the mailman was my boyfriend because he's the only male that I had uh, regular interactions with. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> so he. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, yeah, like when I like I could not be in a healthy relationship until I was in therapy. So honestly, like, I don't believe that bogus ass when I stopped looking. I think it's when you're in a healthy place. Mm -hmm. That's when you. Yes. will be able to have a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Like I my therapist was basically like. I try basically when I was in therapy, I tried to follow as many instructions that she gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just like, I just got to listen to whatever she says and just do whatever she tells me to do. And she was like, you need to go on some dates because you just like need to have fun. Like, I don't care about this. It's not worth my time thing. Um, and so, so I went on a, a date with someone and then I decided we were going to get married immediately. Uh, which is <laughs> not what she meant, but okay. yeah, you get all the yeah, way ben. to the next. Ben was the first person I went on a date with after that advice, and then I married him. But but I say, I mean, I say all the time, like I like I would not have been able to be with Ben if I had not been in therapy. Like it just mm -hmm. would not have happened. I truly believed I was not capable of being loved. So like. When he told me he loved me, I didn't believe him. My therapist had to be like, hey, come on now. <laughs> Stop projecting. Believe people. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I love you. You love you. Um, I love I you love too. You. Uh, what about you, Arkita? Um, 
What am it's I a most- hard question. It is. So I don't know. I did. I I never talked about this because we had kind of just jumped into doing episodes at the end of this year and going into 2019. I was sorry. I'm gonna get a little emotional. I was. That's okay. Kind of suicidal and very depressed, and I just I was like, I don't know where I'm going in life or in my career or like with my designs. I just I saw no future for any of it, and. I will say having you guys to talk to has it's helped a lot with that. It's I I'm in a much better place at the end of this year than I was at the end of last year and I think it's I think it's having you guys as like not only my friends but like as a support group of sorry. It's okay. But like it's last okay. year the end of last year I I kind of just like was going through a lot and I like stopped talking to people. I like 2019, I dedicated to having healthier relationships and like kind of getting to the root of why I was feeling that way and trying to regain agency and take over. Like I'm in a much better state. Like I haven't gotten as much done as I would have liked to, but I got way more than I ever anticipated. Like I finally started actually like designing and sending things out and now I'm like okay I've been picking out fabric I finally like situated on like a manufacturer I wanted to go forward with and I've had like a lot of obstacles in the way for the last like few months as to why I couldn't get things done but like at at least I know I'm not starting from like square one when Mm -hmm. I when I'm ready to like come back to things but I feel like I've made a lot of good and healthy steps into like becoming the better version of myself who when I do feel that way I know how to, that I, I know that I should reach out to friends and family mm-hmm. and seek the help that I need so but that was why I had stopped to doing all those live videos last year it was because it was I was just feeling okay. very sad and very well I, I- <sighs> Thank, thank, thank you for feeling comfortable enough to share that with us. And I'm sorry you were going through that. And thank you for when you couldn't handle doing the live videos on on Little Pedal anymore for telling me you couldn't handle it. Um, Arkita was doing a fantastic series on my Instagram where she was educating everyone about uh, just the importance of different topics, especially how they affect Black women. Um, but then she told me she was getting, uh, her mental health was getting a little overwhelmed, which obviously that can happen when you're doing a series like that. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I know it's easier to focus on this, on some of the things you weren't able to do, but I mean, I'm proud of you that you're still here. Thank you. I'm glad we we're able to help you in any way whatsoever. We love you. Oh my gosh. I love you too. <laughs> And I know I'm the very, I tend to be a very more closed off and not as sharing person. So like, I've I think never, you've, you've done a really good job no, sharing that's this not podcast. True. Yeah. That's not true. I was just, I was just, I just, I just know Ravenclaw sometimes have a hard time fully sharing as opposed to sharing what they think people want to hear. Yeah. So, All right. but no, you Akira, come on. Re-listen, re-listen to the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you, you'll hear your opinions shining through. <laughs> um, 
Also, also, j- j- just uh, just know that if you're someone who goes on a date with Jenny and you treat her wrong, Arkita and I are dragging you. <laughs> <laughs> dragging you over a cactus, or oh what, you define drag. Define drag. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> oh my god, Jen- Jenny is so perfect that I tell Ben that if I ever die, I hope he marries Jenny. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, that is. <laughs> and then Ben goes, "Stop it! Stop it now!" <laughs> oh my god, so morbid. Like that's, All right. that's how that's how perfect I find Jenny to be. So you would be lucky. You would listener, listener. You would be lucky to have Jenny as your companion. Oh my god, Jenny is okay. an amazing woman. And that's like the number one, number one. Jenny is an amazing woman. Write that down. Um, th- thanks for that. I'll pu- I'll put on my dating tape. Um, so, what was a new habit or routine you created this year that has improved your efficiency at work or home, <laughs> or 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 home slash work for Danielle? I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at my <laughs> absurdity. Uh, <laughs> here's a reason for you to uh, marry Ben if I die. Uh, when I <laughs> amazing segue. I- <laughs> Um, I, uh, have terrible posture when I'm working because I have to be, like, hunched over. Right. Uh, so Ben, um, <laughs> has taken to, I mean, I guess it's, whatever, it's a, fuck, fuck it, whatever, it's still a habit or routine. Uh, Ben, uh, hugs me to crack my back every single day. And it's, it's, uh, it's delightful and intense. <laughs> But also, I've been sitting here this whole time with a little turtle ice pack in my headphones, uh, pressed against like my temple because I have a migraine. Uh, <laughs> so I've so like whenever I have migraines, I've been uh, holding ice packs on my head, and they've been it's been helping. Nice, that's good. Um, Did Ben get even, you those ice even packs? Even small things are good. What? Did he yeah, get either those eyes? Okay. Uh, hmm. Either him or my mom. Okay. <laughs> my mom sends me funny things sometimes. Um, I personally have started scheduling. I, this is not for everybody, but I started scheduling every hour of my day. And oh, holy shit, Jenny. It <laughs> has been really effective for me personally because oh, I-, I often find myself like, feeling lost if I don't have a schedule or um, fe- feeling like I need to do something event- I need to do this thing eventually but I don't want to do it now so I will never do it so yeah. if I put it in my schedule I'll do it or I'll reschedule it if I don't do it you know what I mean so I find it very good personally and it means that um, I feel productive even if what I have in my schedule is just chill um that fine i have an hour for chilling put i know put in time to chill in your schedule although if you feel like you're wasting time say no it's on my schedule so i'm not wasting time so yeah. it's perfect that That's works important. for me really well mm-hmm. yeah so leave time for chilling yeah i uh <laughs> i'm someone who con- constantly over schedules myself and then i get very uh depressed because i don't do those things but i don't schedule it like every hour of my day i just say like okay i need to complete these things today 
And then when I don't, I get upset. But I never, ever put, like, uh, time for, like, relaxation or, like, right. downtime in any, in any way. It's always just, like, piling everything on. Um, this is a tip from me to you. <laughs> I know. I wrote that shit down later in our what will we do next year things. But I like hearing it from you because it means it's... um definite that i should be doing that um <laughs> yeah. also it's funny because jenny and our kid are coming to visit me in 20 two weeks days? three weeks 18 three weeks? 20 days 20 no 20. 21 i don't know math <laughs> today's the 28th the 18th i think so and so we're forcing <laughs> jenny you sent, jenny sent a weekend <laughs> schedule and it was legit like from three o'clock to five o'clock chill at danielle's house from five o'clock to eight o'clock <laughs> like, like this Chilling thing like eight o'clock means <laughs> I will and I'm bring like, oh, some shit. I need Jenny to schedule my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Jenny in your life. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If you can see that and not want to, like, I don't know, hire Jenny for everything, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Arkita? Doing the dishes. I what? Doing the dishes. <laughs> yes. It's a routine. Like, Every other day, I try to do the dishes, and we we had Rose on one of our earlier episodes, and mm-hmm. she would talk about how dishes would pile up, and one of her things would be, like, she would do three dishes at a time, and at least she did three, and if she felt like doing more, that would just be, like, in addition to her accomplishments. So I've kind of gotten into the habit of, like, every other day, I try to get at least half the dishes done, because I do bake a lot, and I do mm-hmm. cook a lot, but the cleanup part is just, like, what I hate the most. So I've yeah. been trying to get like ahead of myself or if I'm baking or cooking something really big, I'll do like half of it while it's still in the oven or it's still on the stove. So that way there isn't so much at the end, but it's just, I feel like there's, I live alone and who knew I used so many dishes. <laughs> that's Ugh. really cool because like, I, I mean, that I don't, that, that's like something from one of our first episodes that helped you throughout the year to do something you wanted to do because I remember you saying like on that episode like you like you just like cannot do them and do them. you know and, and it prevents and that- me from no I'm saying it prevents me from being able to like if I don't do the dishes then I don't know I have dishes to keep cooking or keep baking so like yeah. if I it, it works it works trying to get yeah, that on on that episode I remember saying like I I do my dishes as I'm cooking otherwise I won't do them either um that's awesome i'm very i'm proud of you that's so cool thank you all right so um what did you face head on this year rather than avoiding it's this is hard (laughs) yeah yeah um just like maybe like a week or two ago i just i randomly did tax prep stuff for 2019 Mm -hmm. um which Every year for the past two or three years, I've filed an extension for my taxes because I, which you can do. And then you, as long as you do them by October, you're, you're totally fine. Um, but yeah, like basically every year I'm like, I'm going to do my taxes in January. And then January comes, I don't do them. Then February comes and then March comes and then April comes and I'm like, extension. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really proud of myself because this is the first time I've ever, like since owning my business, like actually like done like the prep stuff which means like going through like all of my receipts and Mm -hmm. statements and everything to see like um what money i've spent where and like how much money i've uh brought in and everything 
to like separate it out into like all the different columns that uh, your tax preparer needs it to go into. That's <laughs> so awesome. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I'm so proud of myself that I actually Yay! fucking did it because it means I'll actually for once be able to do my taxes in January. <laughs> Yay! That's all. That's good. actually that really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was so proud. You don't understand how proud of myself I was. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so for me, I had a very difficult conversation about my role in my business, and I did want not. I did not want to do it because it's it's hard because I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want to make changes that might make other people's lives harder, even if it makes my life extremely hard mm-hmm. to not make those changes. Um, but I had a very difficult conversation and I'm hoping that next year I'll be doing more of what I like to do um, for my business. And I hope that works out for me. I'm uh, proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I know how hard that was for you. And also, I'm sure Rose understands. I know. It's just... Based on based on knowing Rose, I'm sure Rose <laughs> understands. <laughs> it's just hard. Of course it is. What about you, Akita? Um, well, it's <laughs> weird. Well, for one, tackling the whole, like, finding a manufacturer thing. Oof. Because before this, you just, I, like... You don't know where to start when you want to do, like, something, like, find someone to make. You don't know where to start to get your fabric because you don't want to pay retail prices. You don't know where to, like, basically, you're just starting from square one, Mm -hmm. ground, nope, um, square one. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that. I didn't finish it. You did. (laughs) I did. I finished it for you. You're starting at... Block one, square one, <laughs> and it was a process of like calling and emailing over fifty different places across the U.S. And I, I dedicated an entire month to like every day. I'm like, okay, check these places off the list that I've sent an email to. And it's like I hate sending emails because it's like sending an email. It was like basically writing a cover letter. And I was like, oh, I have to tailor it. I have to like ask how many units. What are your MOQs? Can you source this for me? It's just it was so much back and forth for so long that like finally finding one place was like uh, it, it was like the angels rang down on me. <laughs> <laughs> and And now that I know like I couldn't finish everything I wanted to start this year because work and life kind of got in the way and I had to like shift my priorities a you lot. You a full-time job. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I had to really shift my priorities for something else. So I just couldn't keep going. I couldn't keep running at like the speed I was and do all this. So like, like I said, I'm going into 2020, not from square one again anymore. I know what I need to do, or I've done everything that I need to do. Now it's just like, all the hard stuff is done. Now I can get on to like some more creative things and work nice and being able to like collaborate more. So 2020, looking Yay. forward to it. So you found the, the factory that you want to work with? Yes. That's great. That's a, yeah. that's a great goal that you achieved it is so Mm -hmm. i did i found a manufacturer and i'm so happy so and they're willing to work even though i I had to put everything on pause they're like we still want to work with you we like your designs i'm like perfect yay great 
So yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. Okay, so um how did your self-perception change this year? So I just realized like 2 days ago that um a lot of times I'll like look I look at myself and be like, "Ugh, you look terrible, you look ugly." <laughs> and I realized that I only feel like I look that way sometimes and I kind of extrapolate that to every moment of my life like I assume Mm -hmm. everyone thinks I look terrible all the time because sometimes I feel and look terrible but that's not true because you are not who you are at your worst and -hmm. most people don't actually perceive you as your worst you know that's gonna be the quote for the episode by the way (laughs) great (laughs) isn't it right because of course Sometimes people even perceive you at your best, you know? <laughs> so A lot of times people perceive you at your best. Do you right. not hear how I've been talking about you the whole episode? <laughs> right. So that's that was like a really good realization for me to have. Yeah. I think that um, maybe you should ask your friends to tell you something they like about you and then write them all on post-its and, write it, and put them all over your room because then you can read them all. That's a sweet idea. You should do that. I'm coming over. Yeah, but then you'll have, you'll like like don't you remember on the episode with Margot? She was saying that like every day when she gets out of the shower, she looks at herself and just tells her like positive things about her body, right. mm-hmm. and that's how she like um, does like radical self love. Right. And it, what if you don't believe yourself? Then you might believe your friends. <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah. Um, well, also like believing your friends will help you. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Change your opinion of yourself. Yeah. So um, I, I like saying, um, I'm not going to let you talk about my friend that way. <laughs> like if someone's like being mean to themselves. Yeah, I always, I also, I also do that to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jenny, you're who you are at your best always. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I realized that I'm more patient than I realized I was. Because I, I always I always thought I was a very impatient person. Um, but then I realized that it actually takes a lot of patience to, like, like do my business the way that mm-hmm. I do and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's certainly moments when I'm impatient. Right. But I, I think I was, like, j- just like how you're saying, like, you're not who you are at your worst. I think that I was basing that opinion on myself of, like, all of, like, the moments when I'm impatient and, like, not able to keep my cool when, like, probably 95% of the time I actually am very patient. Um, another one is uh, basically, like, I'm... Like, I started doing this when I moved, but this year I, like, really... I feel like took it to the next level where I, I'm just... I'm not willing to be friends with anyone who consistently hurts me. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I think we all have those friendships that are, like, people who you feel obligated to be friends with. But when you think about it, you're like, is this person actually my friend? Every interaction I have with them feels painful. It can't be healthy for them either. Like, it's not healthy for me. Like, it, I feel like if it's not healthy for me, it can't be healthy for them either. So, like, I don't feel obligated to, like, give my time to those people anymore. And, and, like, I'm trying harder to not, like, force myself to, for like, I'm, 
you only have so much time to give. Yes. And like, I have, I, <laughs> I tend to view everyone as if they're inherently good. And there's always like a reason why someone is acting a certain way and everything. And while I can still believe that, it doesn't mean that I need to sacrifice myself for that. Yes, correct. Akita? Um, I will say I've become, I think, what was the question? How has my <laughs> self-perception changed? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I've, I feel like from last year, going on through this year, I've become a more confident person in myself and not just appearance-wise. I feel like I thought I was just like a pretty um, useless person. I had like really... I still have it. I still have imposter syndrome, but it was much worse months ago last year. And it's kind of like, I'm sorry, Frozen is still stuck in my head, like coming through <laughs> that depression, going, going like, do the next right thing. Like, I could only think so far ahead. Like, I just had to be like, okay, what can I do to better, like, the goals that I have in life? Like, what's the next step? Like, who can I reach out to? Who can I talk to? It's, it's just like, doing the next right thing to get to where I am now. And I feel like, like I said, I'm not just confident in who I am and what I look like. I'm confident in what I've accomplished as a person that lives alone, what I've accomplished in terms of things for myself and trying to become like a small business owner, like what I've accomplished in like maintaining healthier relationships with like my friends and my family. So like I am more than my looks even though I'm adorable, <laughs> I've, I've come to accept that. Like even that, just just accepting that when people say that you are pretty and you are gorgeous, like instead of shying away from it, be like, no, I'm not. Because the more you say that, the more you're gonna believe that you're not. Like mm-hmm. accept that comment and accept that. Like I've done so much, and you've all, do- you both have done so much this year. So and so nice. have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, one of one of the first sheets they have you fill out in um, DBT. DBT? DBT. Dialectical Behavior Therapy. What's that first word? Dialectical. What's that? Dialectical Behavior Therapy is something that people with like borderline or bipolar often do. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you kind of... It's a behavior... It's a therapy that kind of focuses more on... Uh, understanding and changing behaviors as opposed to uh, like uh, like delving into uh, like memories and why they affect you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like one of the one of the first, I think the first sheet that I had that I filled out when I was doing that was it. It said like basically like who can you contact like if you're like in a panic mode. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something like you were kind of saying like at the, at the start of your uh <clears throat> how your self perception changed um is like it's like not just like it's like with yours like you were saying like you like realized who you could contact so like for people like sometimes it's good to actually like have something written out because in that moment sometimes you can't actually think of who you should contact right that's okay. all I wanted to say. Cool. Um, so what are our goals for 2020? Hmm. For the podcast or for individual? Individual. Okay. We could also do a podcast. Yeah, also the podcast. 
Okay. I mean, I already, so, uh, scheduling catch up days into my calendar for when I inevitably overbook myself. <laughs> um, so basically, like what, uh, what you were talking about before, like scheduling like time to just like chill out or relax. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of scheduling every single day in my calendar to be work, 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 like every like third day or something needs to be like nothingness. Yeah. That way, in case I need it for a catch-up day, it can be that. Or in case I need it for, like, take a bath. Sure. Just, like, relax. It can be that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I want to... Another goal is to leave my phone in another room for, like, large chunks of time during the day. So that I'm not, like, constantly checking social media. Yeah. Which is, like... It's a form of work for me to be checking social media, but it's such a draining form of work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, another one is, so I, uh, I I spent solstice with uh, with Jane Burson, and who I know Arkita knows, but um, we she basically like did this thing where you you wrote down things you wanted to leave behind from the mm-hmm. last uh, year and we threw them into the fire. And of course I wrote down like, <laughs> like 30 things because I constantly overwhelm myself. Um, <laughs> uh, so like I tend to always come up with like way too many new year's resolutions mm-hmm. and then fail at them because I came up with like a million and then I feel yeah. really bad about it. Um, right. So this year, I'm basically not going to do that other than, like, the two that I mentioned. But the last thing that I threw in the fire was not focusing on what I should have said or done, but instead focusing on, like, just, like, how to improve moving forward. I think that's a very good one. Yeah, because, like, we can't change the past. Yes. We can can only just, like, try to do better. Mm Mm-hmm. I just said sleep, eating, dating. <laughs> I mean, sleep, um, date, in that conci- order. Concise. No. Uh, mostly, I want to sleep more because I feel like I don't sleep enough. Um, I want to... Um, I have bad habit of overeating or binge eating or bored eating. So I want to, like, just, like, try and kind of control that a little better it's really hard eating is a very difficult subject for me personally Mm -hmm. because i have a lot of history around it a lot of uh ingrained habits that i need to work on um and that's definitely something i want to work on for next year and also date some more maybe (laughs) that's good yeah we're good we (laughs) If you're comfortable with it, maybe we should do an episode on like healthy eating or like or or like depictions of eating and eating and, like food and relationships and food relationships in, in yeah in some sort of fandom thing. Mainly, I just want to drag your mom. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. What about you, Akira? Um, also definitely scheduling and it's not even scheduling so much as like I think I'm pretty on top of my calendar in terms of knowing when certain events and things are happening but like scheduling 
my workload specifically for my designs because I feel like I try to do all of it at once as opposed to pacing it out. And then it's like, if I do so much at one time, then I'll like leave it alone for weeks and it's not consistent. Mm -hmm. It's not helpful for me or anyone else. So being able to like pace how much I should be getting done daily, weekly, monthly, and like setting a goal for how much I want done because you are very smart when you come to scheduling and you have it scheduled to the hour. I will write stuff down in my planner and then I'll look at it and like not do it. <laughs> like I just, yep. I mean, I do that too. Do I do that too. But um, the, I think we we all have to focus like on for, on forgiving ourselves. Yes, and it's it's just like I don't know that that's good. That's kind of like one of. Or it is outside of the podcast. My main goal for 2020 is really focusing and investing time in this design and in that collaboration space of design because I personally feel like I have a lot of potential and mm -hmm. I have so much in my thank you. I just, I feel like I have so much in my head that like I want to draw and I want to get out and I feel like what my designs are are valid and I should stop because it ends up me not wanting to do it is because I'm comparing myself to other people have, that I've been doing this <sighs> for years and then it's like why am I doing this when it already exists and it's like then I have to convince myself like you have other ideas too right what one person can't have the whole market share of all nerdy designs exactly or like, like that same group of people like you you have valid contribution contributions as well so like Focusing my time on that and saving more, definitely. Like, I want to go, I want to end 2020 with $1,000 saved. It's not a lot. But, but it's a goal. It's, it's a goal. goal. That is my goal. Because I feel like I'm not as fiscally responsible as I feel somebody my age should be. Which is hard Don't think because about should. <laughs> I know it's so hard because both of my parents are accountants. Oh, <laughs> and both of my sisters, one is studying mathematics, the other studied business, and I went into fashion. So that's okay. <laughs> so it's like I just want to be able to know that if anything happened, like I'm somewhat financially secure. Mm -hmm. Well, well, would any of them be able to like? take a look at like the money that you're making and your bills and everything and like help you with a budget or do you think that that would be uncomfortable for you because they might be like judgmental or something i feel as though my dad would be very good at that uh, my sister surprisingly is going in is in mathematics and wants to be an actuary which is telling people how to spend their money <laughs> but she would judge me really hard so i'd probably just ask my dad and i think that's what i'm gonna go do in going into 2020 is asking him how I can better, like, finance myself for future stability. Because if I want to go into working for myself, I just want to make sure that I have, like, I'm very lucky and fortunate in the fact that I have a full-time job that can help me, like, pay for this. But I want to make sure that when I do decide to leave this corporate environment, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's it. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, ho I hope he can help you out with it. Um, I've I've helped people with their 
budgets before because I've I've always made like a small amount of money, but been able to save a lot because I live like very like <laughs> frugally. Um, yeah, <laughs> and like the it's like when I, whenever I've helped with their budgets, they tend to like leave out a lot of things, and I have to like remind them like be honest with yourself about what you are actually spending money on, right? Because, like, this budget isn't about the person helping you make the budget. It's about you. Like, if you're spending a certain amount of money going to movies every week, like, include that. Because that's mm-hmm. part of your budget. <laughs> like, like, don't be embarrassed about what you're spending your money on. Just, like... True. Because otherwise, otherwise it's going to be all, like, wacky and, like, not realistic. Yeah. Um, also, I'm just going to repeat Taylor Deathridge's quote of... Uh, uh, yeah, comparison is a thief of joy. Don't do that. <laughs> Which we all, I'm sure, need to work on that. I know that I yeah. do. Social media is extremely difficult because you're just constantly seeing other people. Right. Uh, very positive, and it's hard to maintain the same level of enthusiasm when you're doing everything alone. Mm-hmm. Like, keep in mind a lot of a lot of the accounts you're following have help. Right. So is there any other, any new projects you're excited about that you haven't already mentioned? Um, yes. Um, I've, now that I've gained enough self-confidence, I'm finally going to actually submit something for the Her Universe fashion show because Yay! every year. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I've already like started to design. I have my laptop open, so I'm going to be like digitally drawing everything because my hand drawing is not that good. Um, <laughs> but- Same though. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you need help. But every year I psych myself out and then I see everyone's design and think that could be me. And every year like the submission process opens and it's opening April 1st and it opens up and I'm like I should design something I should design something and then it closed and I'm like I've missed that window I'm starting early I'm getting my ideas out there saving everything so that way when it does open I'm not psyching myself out at the last minute so that is one of my goals even if I don't make it in at least I know that I tried and I at least submitted something because I've never submitted anything so yeah that's 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 my other goal yeah I might I might be submitting um with a with a friend of mine Ooh. as like a collab which is like which is funny because I, I mean i know it's usually like individual people do it but i i don't really have any strong desire to do it by myself but i really want one of my friends to enter and she said she'll only do it if it's like with me Aww. so uh cool but that's so cool yes and so. your work is amazing so if they don't accept you, they are wrong. <laughs> oh, they're so wrong. Fingers crossed that we both get in and we're putting that energy out into the world. So we're both going to get in. Nice. Um, I, I'm excited because I'm in talks with Awesome Khan about putting on a fashion show, Woo! which is something I've wanted to do for a really long time because I have a really big following there. Um. And I, I'm specifically asking brands that are like size inclusive, mm-hmm. um, and like it'll be like an open casting call for attendees uh, to model. Um, that way we can showcase not just like skinny white women, but actually <laughs> like you know women of color, trans women, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, 
The other thing I'm going to be doing is a weekly Instagram live. Like, it's basically, it's going to be like kind of like a podcast, but not really because it's on Instagram, but it's, it's like a, it's like a mini version of this. Whereas, but it's all like going to be Hogwarts house themed Ooh, based mm-hmm. on mental health. Uh, I'm calling it the Puffcast. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a play on podcast. Um, basically, I'm just going to be. I basically just want to like interview a bunch of different people about how their mental health relates to their Hogwarts house and like how that has affected just like how that's affected their life, their career. I do want to highlight marginalized people, probably Mm -hmm. specifically women, obviously, especially like (laughs) the people who JK Rowling has been a an asshole too, like mm-hmm. like trans women and like Jewish women and, and black women, and, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I f- I, f- I find that the fandom is very inclusive, even if the writer is not right. Yeah. Um, yes. Um. So my new project is I'm gonna star in a fashion show. No. Um. Oh, I got so excited. <laughs> Live your dreams. I got so excited. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will do that. Um, <laughs> uh, since all our projects are fashion show related. Um, but uh, I actually I have a new idea for a pin club for fan mail. And I'm hoping that it will get. I'll actually get it started because I'm afraid that I will like just let it sit and not actually start it. So mm-hmm. I, I feel that hope but. I actually get this done and it's successful and everyone likes it and Marvel doesn't um, take it away from me oh. <laughs> because it won't you're be Disney. licensed. You're Disney. <laughs> okay, um, D- Disney owns fan mail now. Um, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited for it. Um, just just schedule it into your hourly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. It's so gonna, it's gonna be great. Thank you. We can we can do a, a pin loop with my my one and only pin. <laughs> my pocket yes. enthusiast pin. I have several pins that I don't even wear, but I do wear my feminist agenda. You need to sell a pin. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, so, last question. Since we are a mental health pop culture podcast, uh, if you could pick any one thing, a movie or a TV show to recommend for someone to watch from the past decade, what would it be? I guess we should have also included books, but... <laughs> eh. <laughs> uh, there's uh, been a lot of good books this last decade though Arkita, do you want to go first yes i'm gonna say into the spider-verse you should absolutely watch it if you love anything about the spider-verse new york city mile like all of that wrapped up into one into the spider-verse was a beautiful movie the soundtrack was dope it also shows a young black or afro-latino kid not involved in crime as so many like bad depictions there are of there like out there in, in like film and media that like this movie I hate saying that it's refreshing to finally see a movie where like a black person isn't a villain or like 
isn't demonized for doing something criminal. Like, I loved it. And so it's it was cool. It was dope. You should definitely <laughs> watch Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, uh, it's, I think it's the yeah. best Spider-Man movie. Samesies. They were so clever in the animation style in it. Like, where they had him, like, the talk bubbles would, like, appear. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know. Everything about it was so good. It was, it was mm-hmm. great recommendation. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? Um, It's a little indie film called Avengers Endgame. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I was trying to think of, like, a non-comic book movie, just because our audience probably have seen most of them. But the first thing that came to mind was the movie Room with Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've talked about it with you guys before, have I? No. No? I don't remember this. Uh, do you guys know what it's about? No. Basically, um, it's about Brie Larson and her son, Jacob Tremblay, I think. They have been, stay with me, they have been kidnapped for like a number of years and they're in this room and finally... Um, he escapes, the son escapes, and he discovers the world for the first time. And what? and I cried for about half of it, um, because it's so emotional and like Bree does a good job, Jacob does a good job, and it's um one of the more memorable movies I've seen in the last decade. So I would recommend watching it because it will make you feel so many emotions. That's amazing. Isn't isn't the room another movie, but like very bad. Yes. Okay. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like like comically always referred to it as like <laughs> it is. Okay. I, so I I, when I saw that on the, the sheets, I was like, "Is Jenny recommending the <laughs> No, I am not. Okay. Sorry. What about but you? Yeah, Brie Larson is such an amazing actress. So she's great. Yeah. Not not shocking to recommend. Yeah, something I know. With right? her in it. Yeah. Uh. Uh, mine is, I mean, if you follow my Instagram, this should not be shocking to you because every so often I just put this in my stories. Uh, mine is When They See Us, which is a four part Netflix, um, it's not documentary, but it's like a. It's a docu series. Yeah. Did either of you watch it? I did. I couldn't finish. It was so. No, I understand. As someone growing up in New York City, it, it, I couldn't get through it without crying every second that I just was like. I understand. Yeah, I and it's like growing up, you you know what happens, and I felt like watching. I was like, I already know what's gonna happen. Not to say I already know what's gonna happen, but I just like I can't physically relive that trauma. Mm-hmm. I think that every white person mandatory should have to watch this series. It's basically it's about it's the story of the exonerated five, which previously known as the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. Um, they were five boys, four of which were age 14 to 15, one of which was age 16. So the 16-year-old, Corey Wise, ended up having to go to maximum security prison. Um, they were abused by police officers for how long? Like 16 hours or something absurd. They were not fed. They were... they were accused of the crime of raping a woman in Central Park. Um, it was a brutal rape and, uh, but they, they didn't do it. And 
law enforcement at the time knew that they didn't do it. They just wanted to solve the crime. They used the coerced statements of these children to convict them. Donald Trump dragged them. He took out a, an ad in the New York Times, a, fr- a front page ad, calling them like monsters and animals and like saying that they were like, like wilding out to like make sure that they were like known as animals. Um, and they were in prison for a number of decades. Um, I believe they just had their 12 years exonerated. Um, but it's, it shows this, this documentary, or God, I keep calling it a documentary because it's so fucking real. Um, <laughs> but this, this four part series, it's by Ava, Ava DuVernay. It, it just, it showcases in such a brutal way, like how much the system can screw up and how little it cares about black kids. Like yeah. it's, like watching it is definitely what made me a lot more hardcore into the innocence project. They do an amazing job really showcasing like how young these kids are and what they go through. Um, the actor who played Corey wise won an Emmy for his role. Um, yes. And I will say that the, it, they were snubbed by the golden globes because so many oh people refused God. to watch it, which I'm just like, this is one of those instances where, we finally have control of the narrative of how black people are perceived in media and they were not all black, they were black and Hispanic, but like when there's Sorry. finally like um, a non-white influence in how things are, and how things are perceived, then it's like, we can't, we don't want to see it. And it's like, it, it, I don't, I don't even know how, how better to verbalize how rude and privileged it is to, to feel and act that way. And, and also like, when whenever something like this happens where law enforcement rushes to solve a case it means that the actual perpetrator is still out there and in this case the person who committed this violent rape ended up murdering someone several years later and that wouldn't have had to happen if they had kept searching for the actual person who committed right, the crime right. it's the most powerful thing that i've watched all decade long um it's i I watched it with ben obviously and i have never seen him cry so hard at anything in the entirety of the time i've known him ben used to work at rikers and so it um it reminded him so much of so many of the kids he saw there who didn't even understand why they were in jail and like the mistreatment that he saw them going through there so yeah i just i really just wish more people would would watch it because it's it's fucked up. <laughs> it's, Agreed. Agreed. It should be. It should be like should be part of like criteria for before you get a license. Studying. You have to watch this series. Yeah. I think like, it should be shown in like classes, probably. Yes. Yeah. Right? It, it, it yeah, no, it, it absolutely should because it, it's just like well, I don't even. I I'm like at a loss for words. It's it's mind blowing. It shows a very blatant disdain for black and brown lives within our justice systems that so many people try to ignore or say doesn't exist or it did exist or it's not there anymore instead of taking a claim to the privilege that you have for having not black skin or not brown skin. Yeah, I, j- I just was re-watching it 
Um, which is like wild to rewatch it, but I really wanted my mom and sister to see it when they were here over um, the holidays. And I, we only watched the first of the four. Um, but like the whole time I, they kept saying like, oh, it's wild that this used to happen. And I had to keep being like, it used didn't, to? It didn't, <laughs> I know. I had to keep being like, it didn't used to happen. It's still happening. It's still like, happening. This, there this was is something just- that's still happening. The amount like, like, like five percent of all people who are in prison are innocent, and most and most of the people who are in prison are there for petty drug charges and are treated like like they're barbarians. Like it's this is still happening. It, it is. It even like there are articles that come out like on the daily, like the one that came out about um, the retired police officer who was specifically told to target black and Hispanic teenagers or black and hispanic people or even when you look into seattle which is supposed to be like a very liberal city where black people make up nine percent of the population there but the people that are there people that are like being most frequently stopped and ticketed when you look into the statistics it's more than 50 percent of those people are black or brown so like if you only make up nine percent of the population how is it (laughs) per ratio the people that are being stopped is over 50 or 50 or like like just how wildly like biased our judicial system is it's it's a it's it's appalling um, it's honestly like a modern day form of slavery like people in prisons work for like two cents on the dime some prisons are old like slave plantations like angola where they literally pick cotton uh, which is yeah. fucking absurd. Oh. Um, yeah. and it, it it's uh, uh yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, God, there was one more thing I wanted to say. What the fuck was it? Um, oh, also like how Americans can be so up in arms about like where our tax dollars are going, but not be concerned with how overpopulated our prison systems are when our tax dollars pay for that is wild to me. Yeah. Like we are paying for people to be in prison their whole lives for smoking some weed when everyone is when fine, almost everyone has smoked some weed at some point in their life. Or even like people are smoking that, but based on their skin color, they're not being penalized for it or they're receiving lesser charges than going to jail. Yeah, I, I, I like to say, uh, if you're a white person and you have ever smoked weed and you're not questioning the prison system, you are hypocritical. Like, some, some something is wrong. So who would you like to thank for their role in your life this year? <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, positive uh, transition. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I love that fucking series so much. No, it's I learned good. so much from it. Um, That's good. All of the humans and the dogs. <laughs> uh, you two, obviously, for enriching my life and doing this podcast with me. Thank you for agreeing to do it and making it better by being on it. Um, obviously, Ben, the love of my life. <laughs> um, my three pupperinos who are little brats at times, but the ultimate form of anxiety reducers, Liana and Lisette, who are my booth queens and who help make my life 
that little pedal run more efficiently. Yeah. I have to thank MCR for coming back into my life. Yes. Um, they have, they would, <laughs> that's a joke, but also genuinely. That's not yes. a joke. You are I know. serious. <laughs> I know you're serious. It's okay. They were a big part of um, my teenage years, and it's 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 it means a lot for me, them to come back, and I can't wait to see them live one day, where whenever they come to the East Coast. Finally, um, uh, of course, you guys, uh, my business partners, Mark and Rose, um, my I I love my sisters a lot. So I I do appreciate them, even though they don't listen to my podcast. But one um, of them financially supports it, doesn't she? Used to at one point. Um, <laughs> then we can edit that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you to our listeners and our guests too. Yeah, I guess you too, because without you this guess. podcast, <laughs> I guess. Mm, all right. <laughs> Did I, what what happened? <laughs> You were so like, I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just, feel a little just kidding. after we're just crying. Kidding. Okay. No, that's okay. I'm, we're just kidding. How dare you? I know. I know. But yeah, no, without having you guys, I don't know where 2019 would have gone. You know, but definitely you two and the friends that I've maintained, maintained relationships with this year. And the new friends I've made and, like, some of the fans from this podcast who are just, like, literally the sweetest people. Mm -hmm. So thank you to you and thank you to the fans and to my family because they are so supportive of all the, like, I tell them what I'm doing and it's, like, the littlest thing of me being, like, I finally got this design and I set this out. They're, like, finally, yes, celebrations and, like, (laughs) not actual celebrations, but, you know, that little bit of praise kind of helps keep things going. So having this massive support system, friends and family and listeners, you guys, y'all are amazing. So keep up the good work, I guess. Yeah. That's me mm-hmm. sharing emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. Also, obviously my customers who are the sweetest, most patient humans in the damn world. <laughs> Like, I literally, uh, yeah, like, the the only place I actually enjoy spending time online is my Facebook group, the Little Petal Alliance. Like, when I'm on Facebook, I, I notice I, like, I almost, I used to always share things on my personal account, and now I almost never do. I'm just like, nah, I'm just gonna talk in my Facebook group because these it's are so my people. Yeah. yeah. Like, these are my people. All yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, I know everyone in there is really sweet. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment to subscribe, review, and rate us. It's the easiest way to help support our podcast. And if you leave a review, we will read it on the podcast. <laughs> leave more reviews. We don't have one for our year anniversary <laughs> one. What the fuck? <laughs> a lot so far though i I am grateful for the ones that we have thank you for all of the ones that we have had we love you well it's so funny because like people message us all the time to talk to us about the episodes and in my head i'm always like write a review review. please write a review so if you've messaged (laughs) us also reveal us while you're messaging us yes (laughs) 
at the same time on the same phone. Just copy and paste it. It's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so if you want to chat with us about the episode, <laughs> our social medias are Fandom and Wellness on Instagram. Fandom and Wellness on Facebook. And Fandom Wellness on Twitter. You can also find me at Classy Rebel Design. Me at Fan Mailbox. And me at Little Petal, all on Instagram. And if you want bonus content, you can join our fandom family at patreon.com slash fandom and wellness for Patreon exclusive geek sessions. And remember, be kind and take no shit. Yay! 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 We love you! 3,000! <laughs> <laughs>